Launched, uh, we had a first startup, didn't do so well. Bank account down to call it a grand uh, back in 2012. Answered a question on Stack Overflow. It took off. He provided a lot of value doing that. He has since continued to provide a lot of value, which is reflected in his over 5 million users using getpostman.com. Again, makes API development simple. They have over 7,000 companies paying them, over 8,000 teams. They pay about 100 bucks a month. So call it 700 grand a month in revenue. Growth is healthy. 100 to 200% year over year growth, less than 10% gross logo churn annually. Their team of 60 people based in San Fran and Bangalore. Again, focused on scaling 7 million bucks raised. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Avinav Astana. He is the uh, he started a company called Postman as a side project in 2012 to simplify API development. The company has since grown to become an industry standard in the API development environment with more than 5 million users and is used in every country and every industry sector, bringing API developer collaboration to enterprises and individuals alike. Avinav, are you ready to take us to the top? Yep. All right. So for the non-technical person, uh, what does Postman do? So Postman helps uh, developers build APIs very easily. Uh, just to qualify APIs a little bit, if you have ever used a mobile app and you kind of, you know, if you load up your Facebook newsfeed or your Instagram photos, all of that stuff that goes over the wire happens through APIs. And uh, Postman helps developers just build them easily. We help them debug it, test it, document it. And uh, we just really become a very core part of the development experience. And is obviously you want to make money doing this and build a big, great company so you can hire and scale. How are you making money? Is it a SaaS company? That's right. Yeah. So we actually started off as a site project and Postman is still a free tool. What uh, uh, developers do is they download uh, the free version of the product. They start using it for a whole lot of use cases and then they start collaborating with other developers. And when they start collaborating, we have tools for them like workspaces and and we charge for that. And that's available through a SaaS based model of you know eight dollars per user per month when paid annually. And on our enterprise plan, we charge a little higher. Okay. And and it, by the way, is it, is it just that simple? It's eight bucks a seat paid annually, a little discount or sorry, a little more for enterprise and boom, that's it. Yeah, yeah, we do have uh, uh, additional usage-based tiers on it. So let's say if you're using a monitoring service and you want to like monitor your APIs more, uh, we can do that for you, and you you just have to pay uh, additionally on top of uh, you know what you're paying for your team. So what would you say? Ignore per seed or per usage, etc. Just if we go to a logo level, right? A business. What would you say the average business is paying you per month? Uh, so our average team size typically starts at, uh, you know, it's about, uh, six to 10 developers, but the tail is very, very long. You know, we have teams with like hundreds of, uh, developers where in fact, the entire company is, is using Postman and that is kind of their source of truth. Uh, but we have everything from that end 
to you know an individual developer who is just paying individually. So it kind of averages out around to like a typical dev team size uh, product. I understand that. So can we just maybe take a six person teams times that $8 price point and assume maybe 50 bucks a month on average, understanding you have a huge kind of expansive cohorts? Yeah, I'd say more, more like 100. Okay, got it. And that's a combination of like the per seat price, maybe some extra features and maybe some usage based stuff built in too. Yep. Okay. Give me more of the backstory here. When did you launch? So Postman uh, started as a side project in 2012. Uh, effectively through a Stack Overflow answer that I put out, and it became very popular. And uh, as a company, we actually started in late 2014. So there was uh, there was a period in between where I was just hacking on it on the side and putting stuff out. But uh, what we kind of realized was that it had become such a core part of the development experience of you know so many uh, developers, whether they were experienced developers or small developers, and there were so many problems around this whole process that we were like, okay, there's a much bigger opportunity here. And uh, what we also learned was that APIs themselves were becoming a very fundamental part of building software. Uh, so that was kind of our hypothesis that, you know, if you want to start a company today uh, or you are an experienced, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneur who is, uh, you know, who wants to build a large company, you can kind of assemble these building blocks very, very easily through APIs. And that's just going to accelerate. So we started to solve this big problem in, in 2014. And how are you supporting yourself between 2012 and 2014? What was the full-time gig? You know, that's a, that's a very interesting question. So that I came out of uh, another startup when I started uh, Postman. And uh, uh, I didn't, didn't have a lot of money. You know, it was, it was really like, you know, this, it's, it's like the typical... How, how bad was it? How, how, how much was in your bank? <laughs> So my bank sent me an email saying that if you go below this limit, you know, we, we probably going to take some action against you. You might have, we might want to start charging you. Are we talking like 20 so, bucks or like a grand? Like how low, how low is it? I think I came down to about uh, uh, thousand, $1,500 in total savings. Yeah. And when I looked at it, I was like, okay, you know, I need to do something about it. <laughs> and how old were you yeah. at the time? So this is uh, uh, about five years back. Yeah, so I was probably about 20, 23, 24. So 24 years old in 2013, a grand in your bank, a startup before that, it didn't work out. You launch a stack, you answer a stack overflow question on a whim. Before you know it, it takes off. You go, oh my gosh, how, when did you realize, okay, I could maybe build a company around this? Yeah, so I actually, uh, in 2013, uh, you know, when, when I was like, okay, this is actually really uh, taking off, I got a, a call from the Google Bay Area team where uh, uh, they were like, you know, we are using uh, Postman a lot in our day-to-day workflow, and we'd like to feature you on a new version of the Chrome App Store. So Postman actually became one of the few apps along with like NY Times, uh, which got like this big banner on the Chrome Web Store. And along with that, you know, I had like an in-app purchase there. So like just the inflow was so much and, you know, coming from effectively some of the best developers in the world, I was like, okay, you know, there is, there is a lot more than just a side project here. And I, and myself decided to take Postman much more seriously uh, at that time. Yep. Okay. And then when did you turn on revenue? Uh, so I'd say that, you know, we are still, uh, focused more on just, you know, building the product on, uh, uh, just focusing on engagement. Like now we have more than like 5 million users, as you said, and more than 2.5 million monthly active users. Uh, we didn't build it as a SaaS company. We, we kind of focused on solving like the core problem because, you know, just if you think of uh, typical developer tools, like, you know, their code editor, their code repository, uh, like GitHub, we were like, okay, you know, let's, let's just focus on solving the problem. And then we layered on these additional 
plans. It went through a few iterations. So we launched a cloud product in 2015, which became our pro product. And then in 2018, we have the enterprise product. And what have you scaled to today in terms of total paying customers on the platform? Uh, that, uh, you know, it would be something I wouldn't share just yet, but it's that number is, is growing pretty fast. Okay. Can you give me maybe a general range that you're comfortable with? Uh, so it's, uh, like North of what, uh, uh I think that would still give out uh, w- one number that I can share is the number of, uh, paying teams, uh, that is, uh, you know, uh, heading towards, uh, uh, it's, it's actually more than 8,000 teams right now. Okay. Wait, how, how is that different than just the, the amount of paying customers? Uh, so it varies, you know, according to, uh, the team size and like their usage blocks, and uh, lots of different kind of, you know, uh, tiers to there, like what kind of plan they are on. You know, sometimes people like sign up for like multi-year plans too. Yeah, but so, what, what, how did, I'm, I'm curious because the question I asked you, asked you was how many paying customers? And you said, I can't answer that, but I'll tell you how many oh, paying teams. And I'm trying sorry, to understand. Yeah, I actually went went to the individual developer bit. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, uh, there, there's one nuance there. We sell directly to teams and teams could be, you know, there could be one, a company with multiple teams there. So in terms of just lo- uh, raw logos, we'd have like, you know, a few thousand companies and there would be like a few teams within them. I like, see. Like, you know, Atlassian would have like five teams in Postman. Got it. So you might have, I'm making this up, 1,500 kind of businesses. On average, each one has three or four teams kind of per business. You gave me the 8,000 team number. Yeah, so that would actually translate, uh, translate to about 7,000 or so companies actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you really are long tail. Most of these people, it's kind of one team, maybe even a single sole developer. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, developers kind of start uh, aggregating them in larger and larger teams. Yeah. So they come together as individuals, then, uh, you know, join together and form one team. They're like, you know, why, why do we have two separate teams to kind of come together? So that uh, migration kind of happens. Yeah. So 7,000 of these logos, you said earlier, you know, and I kind of pressured you a little bit, but you said earlier on average called a hundred bucks a pop. I mean, is it fair to say you're coming somewhere in the 700 grand per month range right now? Um, I'd say, yeah, the range would be uh, closer, but uh, uh, it's, it's, you know, like hard for me to kind of pin that down. Why is that hard to pin down? I mean, you know what it is. It's just a question of like, what do you want to share versus not share? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, as a fast growing startup, you know, there is uh, like this uh, becomes a signal and, you know, we, we like to uh, go with a number uh, when, when we want to, you know, share it. Yeah, well, if it's a good signal, you'd want to share it, right? So if you don't share it, people assume it's a bad signal. So how do you handle that? <laughs> you know, that's that's something I think entrepreneurs have to deal with a lot because, uh, you know, when investors kind of uh, approach you, they, they really want to know a few things like, uh, uh, you know, what's your revenue number like? You know, what's your growth rate like? And typically the investment that you raise is more of a multiple of your growth rate uh, than, uh, you know, the actual revenue. Uh, so, well, you've, so that's you've raised, that, right? Well, how much have you raised to date? Uh, so we have raised uh, seven million in seven. Series A. Yeah, and yeah. that just to be clear too, that's pure equity. There's no debt lined in there or convertible notes, saves nothing like that. No, no, all equity. Okay, and then you keep saying you guys are growing like super fast. I mean, are we talking 100 percent year over year, 200 percent year over year? What's what do you define as super fast? Yeah, uh, in that range, you know, 200 <laughs> percent. Okay, yeah, okay, and then tell me more. I want to understand more kind of about team size here. So, how, what is a team size? And, and more importantly, I'm curious, like what percent are engineers focused on the core problem versus? I mean, are you scaling up like a sales team to land more enterprise accounts? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, we actually don't have a sales team uh, right now. Like uh, it's all like all the revenue that we do is on a self-serve basis and uh, people just go and buy the product online. We are uh, a team of about 60 uh, plus people now distributed across San Francisco and Bangalore. We have uh, about uh, 50 people in Bangalore, the rest uh, being in San Francisco. And, uh, you know, the bulk of our team is still engineering product. Uh, and we focus a lot on the product, like our, our revenue flows actually flow from just building, you know, a great onboarding experience, a great product uh, design experience. So yeah. let me ask you, when you raise capital and the investor says, I'm enough, what is your fully weighted CAC? In your brain, you're thinking, well, we don't really do paid stuff. Our organic marketing is just our engineer salaries build a great product. And there's a natural conversion from our 5 million free to about 7,000 paid. How do you answer that question in, the, in that meeting? Uh, so... So I like to figure out, you know, what the model the investor has in their minds about a typical SaaS business. And when you talk to enough investors, you know that they have different models. Uh, so uh, what what's coming out in the market uh, today is that, you know, great products uh, which you sell online have very consumer-like behavior. And, uh, you know, people just are empowered, like developers are empowered to go and buy products for themselves, which was not true a while back. So... Uh, uh, when an investor kind of asks me that question, I look at, you know, how are they looking at Postman? Do they think of a typical enterprise company or more of a product-led company? And then we kind of take them through the journey of like, you know, how we uh, how we build the product and what, what are the steps that go from, you know, taking a, a user from downloading the product to eventually becoming a paid customer and why that, that varies. Yeah, so effectively like our CAC would be, you know, zero in some sense, but now we have some marketing costs and we have a customer success team. Uh, How many are on that so team? You, you, so we have about five people in the marketing team. Okay, so five yeah, out of so five, about ten percent yeah. of the total team size. Yeah, yeah, and one person based in Bangalore. That's great. So, okay, you stop there about here, you know, here's what they start and here's how they download the product. Here's how they, you know, use it. Then here's how they become an active paying customer. What about after that? Uh, if people churn, what causes them to churn and how do you think about churn and retention? So, uh, you know, churn is basically for us a function of essentially the, uh, I mean, you know, uh, there are, there are multiple uh, reasons. Uh, one of them is that, you know, there was just a single developer trying to, you know, uh, they were just trying it out, you know, like they, they really, uh, with Postman, what you've seen is people really fall in love with the product and they just want to pay us sometimes. In, uh, uh, as the product usage expands, uh, we have seen, you know, very, very low churn. Like it's very rare that some of our larger teams will ever churn because Postman kind of becomes like a source of truth for their API infrastructure. Sure. That's a, yeah, so somewhere in the middle, what happens is that your project gets over when you're working on an API and you're more of a consultant and you are like, okay, now I'm kind of done with my testing and then I'm going to move to another project. And that's when people kind of actually churn. Uh, there is, you know, one thing that we are very conscious of is when people churn, when they complain about the product and they see a bug or a regression or they don't have any, they don't have a good experience. And, uh, you know, as much as we try, sometimes that does happen, but we try to often fix it. And that's what, that's where, you know, churn number kind of goes down. Yeah. And what is your turn today? Uh, it's, uh, in the single digits, uh, annually. Okay. So call it less than 10% and that's on a logo basis per year. Yeah. Versus a revenue basis. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So less than 10% kind of a revenue churn there. And then are you, I mean, you know, when was, well, let me ask first, when was the last, the last round of capital you raised your series A, when was that? So we announced it in, uh, you know, uh, January, 2016. 
Okay, so I'll go. So, so right now, I mean, if you look at timelines, and I'm just looking at patterns here. Right now, you're either raising money or you're selling to to a competitor. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, neither, actually. Oh come on! I don't believe. I do not believe. <laughs> Once you start raising capital, you either better be raising capital every 18 months, or some, or it sends off bad, bad, bad signals. Uh, so, you know, one of the interesting things about uh, like, like, you know, the the money that you have in your bank has different flavors. And we say that the best money comes from our customers. 100%. So, uh, so as long as, you know, our customers really fueling us in, then we can just, you know, keep the flywheel going. We have a ton of uh, interest from effectively, I think, you know, uh, so many, so many investors. Uh, it's always good to know kind of, you know, where they're coming from, whether there's a fit or not. But uh you know, we, 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 we are just focused on execution. Yeah. But I mean, I'll just to be clear. If you raise that amount of money in 2016 and you're growing 102% year over year, somebody at this point would have put such a stupid valuation in front of you that it would have been so irrational for you not to take it, that you would have taken it. So that makes me think what there's something else going on here. And maybe the valuation's not, maybe it's a down round. Something's going on. Like what's going on? I think, you know, one of the things that has been uh, is set in the ecosystem is that the measure of a startup success is like the next round. And we just kind of didn't believe in that. You know, when we started the company, we were like, OK, we're going to build a long term company. We're going to choose a partner who's going to work with us for the long term. Are they aligned with our model? And, you know, the person is going to come uh, uh, whenever we, we raise around on our board. You know, are they aligned as well? So those are the factors that we look at. Uh, and uh, what what's happened in the ecosystem is that just the external optics of raising, you know, millions of dollars look so good that people are like, OK, I'm just going to do it uh, just for the heck of it. And uh, that that puts you in a trajectory that is not natural to your business sometimes. So we we look at these factors, you know, yeah, but raising money. you're already on that train. That's the thing. Like the biggest decision is stay boot. Like if you really believe that you would have stayed bootstrapped, the second you get on that train, you're on the freaking train. It's hard to get off that train because there's expectations. So how are you managing those expectations? So we, we just, you know, we, uh, we as, as you know, customers start paying you, you realize that, you know, the growth that you want to maintain uh, with the company can actually be done. And when you get the investor, you get it uh, on, on your terms and not on an existing term. So, so you know, we as a company, as you said, right, like you're, you're on that train, you we should be open to like all options. And that's something that we look at. But uh, we take that decision consciously. Are you profitable, so us, Are you profitable today? Uh, if you wanted to, we could be. Okay, got it. And when you say that, like if you cut out variable marketing expenses, things like that, you feel like you could be pretty quick? Yeah. So as I said, right, we don't compromise on growth, right? So we just like focus on growth, growth, growth. And uh, if there is a lever that we want to pull, we just go ahead and do that. And, uh, uh, you know, we don't look at like profitability for that reason. So you're not profitable. Uh, we don't look at that as a metric. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, when you raise 7 million bucks, you have to spend it to, to drive growth. That's, that's oh, yeah? the name of the game. Right. And then if the flywheel keeps working, you then have to to keep that growth, you didn't have to go raise more money. That's why I was asking questions earlier about I, some things are disconnected here. I don't know what it is, but something's disconnected. But regardless, I won't keep pushing there. What we'll do is we'll wrap up here. We'll move on to the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, that's high output management for me, Andy Grove. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, so I recently, uh, read, uh, actually, you know, Bezos and Satya Nadella would be, you know, uh, by my two topics. Satya Nadella, again, good one there. Number three is their favorite online tool you have for building your business besides your own. Uh, I love workflow a lot. Workflow number three, uh, number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? 
I uh, try to get eight, but I uh, end up at seven. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? I'm married. And no kiddos? No. All right. Last, uh, and how old are you? I crossed 30. <laughs> oh, good. That's, that's a good age. So last question here. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Uh, I wish that I picked the right people to work with and I wish I had less assholes in my life at that point. <laughs> Pick better people faster. There you had it from Abhinav. Again, <laughs> launched, uh, had a first job, didn't do so well. Bank account down to call it a grand uh, back in 2012. Answered a question on Stack Overflow. It took off. He provided a lot of value doing that. He has since continued to provide a lot of value, which is reflected in his over 5 million users using getpostman.com. Again, makes API development simple. They have over 7,000 companies paying them over 8,000 teams. They pay about a hundred bucks a month. So call it 700 grand a month in revenue. Growth is healthy. 100 to 200% year over year growth, less than 10% gross logo churn annually. Their team of 60 people based in San Fran and Bangalore. Again, focused on scaling 7 million bucks raised. Abhinav, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you so much, Nathan, for having me.